0: Lot Talk Radio Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Helena Steiner Holstein. And here I am back again with my weekly report. <laughs> So thank you for tuning in, and uh, right now it sounds really good, but I must warn you that it could be a little later in this uh, podcast that I might be a little bit risky in my voice. I had COVID earlier now, in January, and there are moments since that time that I get get out of talk. So if that is the case that it happens, this is the reason. It's not that I'm going to die. It's just that I have this leftover from COVID. So, And otherwise, it wasn't that bad at all. I think it's very highly exaggerated, for most people at least. Yes, um, I was reminded just a little while ago that I have to have a guided meditation and I was also told that people keep that one they record it they put it on their telephone and they play my meditations just any time when they feel they need a little bit of support so yes stay to the end of each podcast and record if you don't record it the whole show that's fine but record those last minutes when I do this guided little meditation. Because sometimes it can be just the right thing for you to listen to if you are somehow not in the right mood for something. We're going to talk about afterlife. And what is afterlife? Well... We can say that about the loss of things. There was someone who said, oh, this is my afterlife now after my divorce, or this is my afterlife now that I'm retired, and so on. Or, well, actually, there was someone. I'm a medium also, and, you know, I tell stories about uh, my experiences, and that's all that I talk about, really, uh, because this is how I have learned things. Did... um, as a medium, but it was not the whole thing, it was just a healing session. But then these other things happened, that the energy of someone who's passed on can pop in and just have a message for the one I'm working with. And there was a lady, she wanted to know, how, do you, how is my dad doing? You know he's, And I said, well, I thought he was dead. Yeah, how is he doing where he is? And now the dad appeared in my mind, so to speak. And he seemed so happy. And the first thing he said to me was, you know, this is my retirement and it's good. And then the daughter told me, yes, he talked about his retirement all the time and he was just about to retire a few months before he died. So now the father came and said, yes, there is life that I'm living, that's my retirement. And it was a good retirement. Very good and cheap (laughs) for him. So that goes back to what I was uh, seeing online earlier today. I get emails from something called Quora. It's a Q&A question and answers uh, online community. And they send little notices all the time. And coincidentally, today, they were sending this, do people know they are dead once they died? Yes, that's a very, very good question. Do people know they're dead once they have died? Well, that can be very individual, I think. Just this first shock after they have passed, over to the other side. I'm not sure, you know. When I was a child, I used to say, oh, I'm not afraid of dying. I died many times. That's not that bad. Just the way I said about COVID. Oh, that's not that bad. I didn't know anything. This was just something I said from somewhere within me, from my soul somehow. Because that soul of of yours knows a lot of stuff. So, but this message now was from Cora, was, yes, do people know they are dead once they have died? And yes, they do, she said, according to her experience, because when my sister died from an accident some time ago, we were all horrified. The way she died made me feel very, very guilty. And when I went to sleep sometime later, she came to me and said, Don't worry, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all. And she wore a beautiful pink dress that she never worn before, and her hair was made in a way that looked so good on her. And she seemed taller. And then she said in this message, and then we went through, we were in the bright light together, and we felt so good together, being together, all the feelings of guilt disappeared. The whole thing was beyond of everything, and was very, very beautiful. And I think that gives a lot of, of um, answers to many things because you have to experience certain things to know about it. And that's what I've said all along, that everything I've said all along has been something I have found out through channeling or experiencing it myself. How does science treat this about afterlife, because what is afterlife? It is simply a consciousness not disappearing into some kind of darkness. It is a consciousness that still stays alive. The Bible talks about it in several places in the New Testament, that yes, uh, well, it is a have that somewhere in the Corinthians. It says very clearly in lots of ways how, how the body was no good before and was full of sin and dirt or something like this. But then it says the body is raised in glory and power and it's raised in a spiritual body. Spiritually, you are raised above the earthly limitations. So the spiritual body of yours, yes, that one moves on. And we have religiously believed they have become to paradise and, and there is God and Jesus sitting next to us, each other. Well, God is not a human being, first, it's an energy. And I see God as spiritual light, the white light. If you still believe the way you believe Yes, you're right. You can never change, or you should never change, the belief of someone. Because that is very, very personal. Whatever makes you happy at the time, that is what you should continue to believe in. But once you don't feel happiness from your belief, that is the time you might have to open a new door and look further, and see if there is something more out there for you. So again, science, they say that afterlife is something that people mostly nowadays, they believe in some kind of continuation of life. There is a website called newscientist.com, And they confirm that nearly everyone believes in some kind of continuation of life. I'm so tired of those men, young men, of course everyone is younger. Uh, I speak to airports and airport restaurants and so on, because during those years when I travel a lot, They like to talk to someone, and I always looked at someone they could talk to somehow. And I like to talk to people always, at any time. And we got into subjects like after death and spirit. And, you know, those things I like to talk about. Maybe because they ask what you're doing, what are you doing, and I would mention my subject. And they would not hesitate to say, oh, that is nonsense, uh, la, la. and they would kind of spread out their belief, as if they were going to change everything for my belief. <laughs> but anyway, they were just so into that lack of knowledge on their side, they wouldn't even try to consider anything else. And that's fine, but those Yes, oh God. I think nowadays people are so much more open, men and women and children and old people. So we think in a new way. When I talked about that we were energy 20 years ago, it was met with laughter. <laughs> and when I said oh energy never dies, there was just kind of, well, that's scientific. But people still wouldn't believe it because it should not connect to what I was saying. I had so much resistance, and now the whole world is just open up to exactly what I've been saying all along. Science, what is science? It's not the truth. Reality, what we see, and experience, and what we feel within us, and act upon that, that is a reality. Science is just a collection of measurements, or values, or different numbers. And you get numbers from here and there, and you do experiments, and repetition, and repetition, and comparison, and more repetition, and you'll get numbers, and numbers, and numbers. That is science, but it's still not a truth. So why should we put so much faith into science? Yes, it is a proof of a reality, and it's okay. It doesn't mean we should not accept a continuation of something else. This is what you see in astrophysics, a continuation. And that is how you meet, eventually, into some kind of meeting of science and spirituality. That is the more advanced science. So, we are allowed to think more advanced now. We know about energy. And we know that we are energy, our thoughts are energy. And since we're energy, we cannot just die. And that's exactly what the Bible says. We continue in spirit. We are now glory in glory and in power. We have more power now. The physical body pulls us down. It makes us weak. We have to use physical powers for everything. We are strong as human beings. Women are extraordinarily strong because we women have more of a spiritual muscle than men have. Mm -hmm. When men are very advanced, they have an extraordinary good spiritual muscle. And this is the male energy we want to use to look after this world. Not those people are using religion. Religion is not using the spiritual muscle. That is using just the physical muscle for control. And that's something we have to remember. So, yes. Uh, Something on the other side. Meaning an afterlife. We're supposed to get there, all of us one way or the other in the old days when people had heard that there was an afterlife and that afterlife was so much better than what we had here on earth so when the people were poor and cold and hungry they started to kill themselves to kill their families just so they all could get to a better life and when they did that with that consciousness. I do believe they got into a higher consciousness of better life. But then if we talk about people are miserable and commit suicides and they when they do that, they're confused, they are unhappy and they're looking for something better but they don't know how to just get out of the mystery where they are. In many ways, those who commit suicide, and I know that because as a medium, I have met many who have committed suicide, and it's not that they came to me and asked for help. It was simply those who loved them who came to me and said they needed to connect with that loved one who was now in spirit, and how were they doing, and because they were worried since they were so miserable and sad and had killed themselves before they were where they were. And I have no problem connecting with people. You don't have to go into all kinds of ceremonies to connect with those on the other side. No. You get that just through calming down, putting yourself in the light, That's important. And now, having the intention of being with someone that you care for, they come in immediately. And when I have met with those people who have hurt themselves to discontinue this life in this reality, they have stood there in front of me, and they have looked so miserable and so sad And all I did was opening up the light within them. And that was all that was needed for them to continue. And as I see, going up, 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 up into the light. That was all that was needed for their soul to be forgiven, that they should forgive themselves. But everyone there on the other side, they... All said, I didn't really intend it to be this way. I thought someone was going to come and save me before this happened. It was almost like, I didn't know it was going to be so definite. I really had hoped someone would come and save me. (laughs) Just about everyone had meant it to be that way. Or they were so into that moment, oh, I'm so sad, I don't want this anymore, and done whatever they did. And then they didn't mean to. No, no, it was just for a little moment. I just wanted everyone to feel sorry for me and come to me and give me a hug and say everything was going to be all right. And that is all that has been necessary to heal the situation, just to get rid of the darkness and to put them in this God-light, this light, and to open up the road in front of them. And that road is very, very easy to see. Even now, for you listening to this show, if you want to meditate in the light, that's the only light, only meditation I do. I call it the light meditation. I said, put myself in the light, surround myself with the light, and now I see myself walking forward in the light. Doesn't mean that I need to kill myself. <laughs> no. Life here on earth can be so full of light, and that is the aim for us. Remember, I am the light. This is the way. This is your truth. Talking about how we leave a consciousness behind us somehow. Our energies are left behind us when we have a strong energy. And that's why some houses are kind of haunted. And if you lived a miserable life, or if you killed yourself, or you were killed in the house, that old consciousness can stay in that house. It can. President Lincoln uh, was murdered during his presidency, so he couldn't complete his term. Now, there is a room in the White House called the Lincoln Room, and during World War II, Prime Minister Winston Churchill came to stay on an invitation by President Roosevelt, and he was put in the Lincoln Room. And he stayed, I believe, for a couple of days. And when he left, he thanked President Roosevelt for the stay. And he said, thank you for your stay, but please never put me together with Abraham Lincoln again. I would like another room where he doesn't talk to me all the time. And that was it. <laughs> and that goes to the history of the White House. And the White House is full of spirits. Not only the presidents, but their staff or their wives. There is one wife, I cannot remember wife, Washington's wife maybe. She liked doing laundry. And she, maybe that irritated a lot of people and she still liked to do it and that energy is kind of left in the White House and she walks through the White House with the laundry, you know, clean laundry and they can smell that clean laundry being carried through the halls and maybe that's how she likes it I wonder how many of the new, you know the recent wives are doing their laundry that way But that was a different time. (laughs) So um, you all know about Thomas Edison. And uh, some of you, you know that he was very interested in the afterlife. And somehow he said it as a joke very often. I'm going to make a soul telephone or a spirit telephone everyone to connect with their loved one on the other side he believed in some sort of continuation but he didn't know how to connect with others well I know how to connect with those on the other side as I said again you just have to have a wish a feeling of love to connect But the biggest feeling is of your intention that you can. And I say this to you all who have someone in spirit. And I say that when they have sessions with me. It's quite simple. It's just your honest, sincere wish to connect with them. And they will come. Open the door in your heart. And they will be there with you. I've done that with all of my husbands. <laughs> I just have met with them from time to time. They are on different levels or in different, even if you see them at the same time, they are somehow disconnected from each other. They are in different rooms. They have like invisible walls between them or invisible or invisible different levels. but. I can see them all at the same time. So that is not that they are mingling with each other unless they knew each other in their past life when they were alive. So I had an experience with one of my husbands. It was my German husband. Our marriage was not that long, but it was very, very intense. So... It seems like it was the longest one I had because, again, it was very much on a spiritual basis, on a spiritual foundation. And we used to talk about life and death and life after this one here. And we said to each other, we made that pact that whoever goes first has to come back. And tell the other one how it is, how it looks like, how it was, about the process. We joked about it and, of course, forgot it afterwards. But he actually died. And that was accidental. And I was very, very taken by that. I got into some kind of shock. Well, like all young wives will do. But I survived. I'm here, as you can see over <laughs> here. But then we one night, I woke up, and there he sits. We had a big bed, and I was sleeping right in the, in the middle of the bed. and here he wake, I wake up and he sits in front of me, right on the bed. He was all like white and looked good. And he says, "Hey, it's Swedish." Of course, he was German, we didn't say that. But well, sometimes we said that for fun, hey. But he said then, hello. And um, I said, I up, but you're dead. What are you doing here? I was so completely amazed that he should sit there, here alive, like he was. It was a very, very strong presence. I wrote about this in my book, constant awakening and it was a very important moment for me because he came back day after day and it turned into something I was longing for the evenings to come for the nights to come I could wait to go to bed because I was going to meet him again but what I didn't realize in this life in this reality he was pulling me away he was pulling me out of this dimension into his dimension. I don't know if it was intentional or was just the way the energies work. But you see this with, with human beings or with couples who have been together in a strong relationship, strong spiritual relationship that one spouse dies or passes on and the other one disappears, passes on just a few weeks later, a few months later. I was on my way to pass on. My sister came to see me. She was going to, she flew down from Sweden to see me. I lived in Germany at the time. And she looked at me and said, my God, you have have you not eaten? She said, I looked like porcelain. I looked so like an angel. I looked like The transparency had happened to my face, (laughs) and she said afterward, "My God, you look like you were about to to disappear into the heavens." So she started to pump me up with food and drink, and I came back to my old life. After she came back, my husband came back to visit, also. And he said, I want you to come with me because it's a beautiful life there on the other side. And I at that time said, no, if my sister hadn't come down to feed me and to, you know, get me back into some kind of reality, I would have disappeared into this reality that he called his to be in that spiritual world. But now I was strong enough to say, no, I haven't lived long enough. There's so much for me to learn, to see. I want to have a family again. I want to have children. I want to have all this that we talked about. I want to have that. And then he left. So there was a kind of a proper communication with him. He did not come back, but yes, he did once. Now I was married to my American husband, and I had that life with child and dogs and everything else. We have moved to a new big Ploider house. It was a lovely house with water and all sides and you know, everything. But he was playing golf in the daytime. He didn't care about when we moved in there. He just left me to unpack everything and do everything. And plan everything, and get people to come in and fix everything. That was a burden on me. I'm not a big giant, you know. I may be a giant spiritually, but not physically. So I got very, very exhausted. I also have like a bad heart. I mean, that runs in the family, but we live with it, so what? And I start to feel pinches in my heart. And suddenly, in the afternoon, he appeared there before me and just said, No, you're killing yourself. Stop all this work. And he disappeared, and I haven't seen him since. (laughs) So, what am I saying with this? There is a strong connection in the afterlife, in this life where we are now. We are, in fact, living a before life to this afterlife, because we are energy and we do not just die away, like we have been told that we are, to this one lifetime. Those who know about Einstein, Einstein talked about uh, life here. And when he was asked about, is there a life after this life. He said, no, I cannot be bothered with that because I have so much life in this lifetime. There is so much more to life here and now. Why should I bother with this on the other side, so to speak? But then, when he was dying and he was about to pass over into the other side, so to speak, into the afterlife, he was with woman, And she claims that when he was about to die, he said in German, ich liege in den Händen eines Schicksals, das ich nicht beeinflussen kann. Ich mache mir keine Illusionen mehr. Ich, Ich mache mir aber keine Illusionen mehr. And this is in English. I am in the hands of fate and I have no control over it. Yes, this is exactly what it is. You are in the hands of this unknown, what we call fate. And we are not in control of it, except for that we have to let go and Allow it to happen. If you kill yourself, you have those feelings of guilt, and that is what is stopping you somehow. But if you have that feeling of, oh, no, I'm fine with it, you will just be taken care of and put into places where you are feeling happy and good, Because I feel that this is really what it is about. You get into that mode of no burden anymore. Because where you have light, there is no burden. I told you about now my husband, my German husband who came to see me. He was in the light. He was surrounded by light when he came to visit. So the light is somehow the end station. It is just going back home, and this is what it means to be created in it, in the image of God. When you go, when you know what the God energy is, that it is this light, then. Everything is so uncomplicated. I am the light. This is the truth about the one that you are. I am the light. And you were that before you were born. You are still that when you live. It is inside of you. That is your own truth. And that light that you are, that is, What goes back to the hereafter. And this is the way it is. I thank you. We are going to do a short meditation now. And when we do, we connect with that source within your core. I am the light. This is truly the one that you are. I write about it in my newsletter, the last one. If you want it, go to BodySoulConnection.com and just put in your first name. I don't use your addresses for anything else. That is the truth. So if you want my newsletter with more truths, truths, (laughs) to say that properly, go to BodySoulConnection.com. I also have another website, findingyourinnerlight.com And that's what we're going to do now. Finding our inner light, that God source the truth about us. And you relax and relax and relax. And immediately you imagine there is a ball of light within you, in your whole chest area. I know who I am. I am, I am the light. You are so relaxed, so completely, completely relaxed. And now you feel You're sitting in a ball of light and this ball of light is connected with a ray of light and it goes up, 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 up to a big, big star in the universe. This is your Father, Mother, God energy. You are now in that light and you feel so powerful, of love. You feel you're so clean somehow. And should you have any kind of imbalance within you, some discrepancy or something, you just brush that away and the light is taking it and throws it out of you. And replaces that darkness within you, or those shadows within you, or that sickness within you. It's replaced with white light. You are so in harmony. You are so in tune with something warm and bright and light within you and around you. It feels so easy now and suddenly you find yourself in a beautiful garden. It's daytime and through the garden there are lots of little paths, little roads, little walkways, all bright and white everywhere and you just choose one those little walkways. And you feel now that you walk safely on this walkway. You continue, you take one step at a time and suddenly there is a big tree growing right into this walkway. You have to pass it but you don't want to pass it. Instead, you give it a big hug and you hold the trunk of that tree in your arms. And you take a deep, deep, you feel so in tune, so in harmony with something higher. And it's like a A string of light is going through your spine, adjusting your spine to be straight, to be healed. And you take this deep, deep breath of satisfaction and of gratitude. You just love being in the light. You feel more and more and more connection now with something higher. And this higher power is a good power. You feel you are in control of your body. So now you just choose to walk on the side and continue on this little walkway that is now beginning to take an orange turn. It starts to look orange. And you notice you're starting to walk uphill. And you feel you're getting higher and higher within you. You're reaching high. And now you're climbing up a hill. It's all so healthy and green-looking. You feel so content. And now you have reached the top of the hill. And you sit down on the top of the hill. And you look up and you see the sky around you. Open up your arms. And you want to welcome this whole sky, this clear, beautiful sky. You want to inhale it and accept it and take it into your consciousness and accept what is out there within you and around you. I am the light. This is your new truth. It is within you. You have activated your own inner light. You feel so proud of yourself. And you will now allow it to shine within you. And now you send it into the world, to all those areas in the world where they need peace, calm, love, light. It's your duty now to do that. You will help to heal the world from now on. And you take a deep breath and slowly, slowly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you're coming up. In the here and now. And you can open up your eyes again. And you are back home. This time full of love and light. This is Helena Steiner-Hornstein. I wish you a very happy day today. And you take a deep breath. You are at peace. Are at peace. And you begin to feel so remarkably well. Call me up sometime. And learn more about the light. And what it can do for you. So, until next time. Have a great, great day. Have a great, great time. Yes. There is love out there for everyone. Thank you. Go to www.body-soul-connection and also go to www.findingyourinnerlight.com This is Helena. Bye-bye.